Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, the explosion you just heard behind us, Jacksonville State first to 15 against Auburn. That's why all the betters behind me are going nuts. And speaking of betting, BetMGM's March matchups underway. The second round's going to be underway soon, so simply register using the bonus code MM160 and place a $20 wager on any game in the second round of the tournament. You'll receive $160 in free bets. Trust me, you're going to win the cash. MM160 is the code. Make sure you go to betmgm.com or download the app. Second round of the tournament, 20 bucks to win 160. It's a great deal. Got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Michael Lombardi out at the Borgata Atlantic City. I'm Patrick Maher live from the South Point here in Las Vegas. Mark Godfrey does a great job. Of course, Murray State took them to the tournament. Alabama, Elite Eight run with them. NC State, a couple of sweet 16 runs. Michael Lombardi, and he joins us now. Yeah. Coach Godfrey joins us. And Coach, I don't know if you were up late, but I'm guessing you were proud of that Murray State win over San Francisco. That was a great game. I'm fired up for those guys. He's got a really good team, and he's done a great job. I think, you know, we, we've had some coaches run through there, Mick Cronin and Steve Prohm and a bunch of us. And uh, But, boy, he's done a great job taking them to a whole nother level, I think. So I'm excited for him. Coach, it's good to have you on. You know, I used to go to the Gottfried family uh, uh, fundraiser back there in the great city of Crestline, Ohio, there with Mike, with Coach Godfrey, Mike Godfrey. I remember meeting you there many times. Patrick, it was the most amazing thing. Coach Godfrey, he was the head coach at Pitt, the University of Kansas. He would have this unbelievable fundraiser in this little town of Crestline where, where, Mike, where Mark was born. And, I mean, everybody from every coaching person from all over the world was coming in there. I mean, it was unbelievable. Pete Rose. I mean, there was more limousines in this town than they've ever seen. So it, it's good to talk to you again. Coach, I always ask this question to start off. What's the one team today that you think is undervalued uh, going into today's action? Ooh, there's a lot of them, I think, but I'm not sure. I think Alabama will have a, a, a tough time with Notre Dame. You know, what happens sometimes in the tournament, the team that has a game under their belt, they're a little, you know, more relaxed. They've, they've kind of, you know, they've played a little bit. The popcorn's been popping for them, and so I worry a little bit about Alabama today with Notre Dame. That's one I'm going to watch a little closer. How about Virginia Tech? And I want to be invited to that fundraiser with you next time, Michael Lombardi. How about Virginia Tech and Texas? We were talking about this one. Virginia Tech feels a little disrespected, Coach, at an 11 seed. They're going to take on a great defensive team in Texas. 
Well, I thought they should have been a higher seed. I think what they did in the tournament, uh, and I'll tell you what, as you know, in football, basketball, and any sport, it's all about who's playing the best at the end. You know, nobody remembers how you started. Only remember how you finish. Uh, Virginia Tech might be one, two, three hottest teams in the country right now. So they've done a great job, and um, I would not be surprised if they can advance a little bit here in the tournament. Coach, when you look at this, when you look at this tournament today, when we see Miami, Florida going against USC, ACC versus Pac-12, you know USC's got great size. Miami's got great ability to get up and down the court. What do you think about this game? Well, here, here's the tricky one for me. You know, I live in Los Angeles, uh, Pac-12 basketball, and you know, I was at UCLA seven years back in the late '80s and '90s when we won the national championship. I, I just don't, I, I don't want to just criticize the Pac-12, but I'm not sure it's a great league right now. So here's the thing for me. Like, it's hard to judge SC. Like, it's hard to evaluate. I think Mick's done a great job at UCLA, but I just think the league is down where, and maybe the ACC was a little bit too this year. Maybe it wasn't at the best. So it's hard to, to evaluate and figure that out. I think, um, you know, I like SC's team. I love their talent. I think they got some great players and Probably a little more talented than Miami. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to watch that one. I want to ask you this, Coach Godfrey. So I mentioned Alabama in a lead eight run, a couple of sweet 16 runs with NC State. So you've been there. As a better, if we're taking a look at a matchup, what are a couple of things we should focus on as far as a team that's poised to make a run in the tournament? Well, here's what's interesting. I think when you watch teams in St. Pete's last night, St. Peter's in Kentucky, one thing I would always do as a coach is evaluate and look at all of their foul shooting percentages because I think what happens is, especially in that game um, uh, with Kentucky, you know, teams that collectively as a group, you know, they go to the line and make foul shots. Because um, I just think in the tournament, especially late game, close games, uh, it comes down to sometimes who can make foul shots. Some teams can't. Uh, they struggle at the line. I think. Uh, the teams, if I was just picking out one thing, maybe rebounding, but foul shooting to me for a team makes a huge difference. If you've got a great foul shooting team and you can stay in a game, especially as an underdog, you got a chance uh, late in the game. Co Coach, when you watched Gonzaga last night, and, and for 32 minutes, I mean, Georgia State gave them everything they wanted, and it was a mismatch when you looked at the talent level. Do you think that Gonzaga, because of who they play during the season, I know they go out of tournament and play good teams, do you think that they are ready for the, all the great teams that they're going to face who are more, I would say, seasoned for the tournament and, and go through some obstacles? I, I do. And here, here's what you have to remember. Now, they, they've signed the National High School Player of the Year back-to-back -back years now. So, you know, there was a time where maybe we said Gonzaga maybe wasn't as talented as some of the teams from a Power Five. I don't think that's the case anymore. They've got the talent. Uh, the big kid, Timmy, is really, really good as a college player. I'm not sure uh, as a pro what he'll be, but, boy, as a college player, he's effective. And then the other uh, kid Holmgren is so talented. He's thin, but so their, their talent level to me is as good as anybody in the country. And it, it was interesting in that game if the big kid for um, um, who they play Georgia, Georgia State. State, if the big kid, yeah, the big kid wouldn't have fouled out. Yep. Um, I think that might have been a different game. I think Gonzaga still would have won, but I thought that was the difference in that game. They didn't have a chance once he went out of the game. Coach Mark yeah. Godfrey joining us here on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi live there at the Borgata. Let's talk about, you know, the Big Ten, nine teams in, Coach. Michigan State takes on a Davidson team out of the A-10. I guarantee Michigan State hasn't seen ball movement like they're going to see tonight. Handicap that for me, Davidson, Michigan State today. I like Davidson in this game. I think, you know, obviously Tom's done a great job at Michigan State, but this is not one of his great teams. Uh, Davidson, I think Bob McKillop does probably good a job as anybody with what he has, his talent level. And think about this. you got a kid playing for, I think it's Kentucky. Um, not real sure where they all went. he got three kids that left, you know, in that yep. portal. That uh, Just think if Davidson still had those guys. Um but anyway, I, I like I like Davidson in this game. I, I think they'll get them. I think uh, the way they play is going to be difficult. Tom's going to have his team ready, but I just think uh, you know Bob will have his team ready to go. They're they're going to be hard to beat. 
Yeah, Davidson, I mean, their ability to score the basketball, shooting 36% from the three-point line, make it awful tough. And I think you're right, Coach. I mean, is this as good? Michigan State team doesn't seem as good defensively as they've been in the past. No, and again, I just I think Tom's done a great job. I think they're just they're good. They're just a good, solid team. But keep in mind, again, like Davidson, you got enough guys on there that can make threes. If the game is close, if it's close, the end of the game, you know, I just think they're going to step up to the foul line. Not that Michigan State can, but great shooting teams, they just kind of, you always have an advantage late game that you can find a way to make a basket, get fouled, get to the line, get points. And you got to keep scoring late in the game. You know, everybody talks about defense, but I guarantee you the same in football. You you better score late in the game if you want to win. If you can't score late, you got no chance. And so great shooting teams like Davidson, I think, are just so dangerous. Coach, I agree with you as far as the Pac-12 and the league not being up to par. However, how about this Arizona team? When they get in transition, they're scary. Tommy Lloyd's done a hell of a job his first year there. I would vote. I don't have a vote, but if I did vote, I'd vote him the national coach of the year. I, I think walking into that situation, you know, after, uh, you know, Sean stepped down and they, he, he was left some good players. There's no question about it, but he's just done a great job. I, I, if I had a vote, that would be the national coach of the year right there. Coach, how do you see LSU? Uh, this is the one I'm confused with. LSU, fire their coach, Will Wade, assistant takes over. Is that going to be the, the pressure lifted off their team, or are they going to feel the effects of that? Like, that's a hard one for us to handicap. Well, that's one where you just really don't know. You really don't know. We can all guess and how those players will respond. And, you know, that's a situation where it really comes down to the locker room. You know, leadership in the locker room. Are they really, really ready to play? I know Kevin will do a good job, you know, the interim coach, Kevin Nickelberry. But, you know, the, the key is is the players and how well they, uh, you know, can kind of rally and stay the course. Now, if you got a couple guys in there that are a little sour or, you know, maybe not all the way bought in, you know, that thing can crumble pretty quick. But it's going to depend on the leadership in the locker room. Uh, what kind of character, which, you know, that team may or may not have. Uh, but you're right. I think that's a hard one. It's such an unknown when you walk into the situation that you're, I mean, the, they're going to play today and everything they've gone through. That, that's a tricky one right there for me. Hell of a coach yep, right no there, doubt. Mark Gottfried. Coach, thank you so much. Enjoy the basketball t t today. We appreciate you. Thanks, Coach. All appreciate right, you. Fun, okay. Okay, there. have fun. Okay, there he goes, Coach Mark Gottfried. It's taking a bunch of teams to the tournament, Michael. And as you yeah, mentioned, no how, how about Coach you hanging out in Ohio? Too. How about you hanging out in Ohio with Mike Godfrey, his uncle, seen, right? I mean, you should have seen the waiters and waitresses when it was time to eat in this little gymnasium in Crestline. On these, you know, Millie and I are sitting there, and I mean, these waiters, the, the food came out at a precise time. It was like, you know, a football coach ran that kitchen, which he did. Coach Godfrey did. He did a great job. It was fun. I mean, his father Joe was the former athletic director at South Alabama. It's a whole coaching family. I've been fortunate to know Mike Godfrey for most of my career. Hey, you can't talk about cooking or food without talking about your boy on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Hey, my man, the Cooch. I mean, look at him. He's been good. You know, I mean, look, he just celebrated St. Patty's Day. Look, if you're not watching him on, if you're not watching his videos, I don't know what's wrong with you. I really don't. He's the best. But I think Bo by I, I've been watching ever since you sent it. Vaughn watches as well. I want to get into, we'll get, we'll get you an update on the games. And I want to get to Davidson, Michigan State next as well. It's the Lombardi yeah. line. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. It sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Michael Lombardi out at the Borgata in Atlantic City. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSEN studios here at the South Point. Of course, the coverage continues all day here on VSIN, Mandalay Bay. They're going to have betting across America, of course, the whole crew out at Circa, Michael. Yeah, got to get that chicken sandwich. Look at that. That <laughs> looks pretty good, right? I don't think Cooge is eating that chicken sandwich. He's always eating those Italian hoagies, right, Stephen Bond? I know you want one of those too, right? <laughs> we should probably say who your boy is because he is hilarious. Let everybody know who you're talking about here. You, you got to find his, his name is Meals underscore by <laughs> underscore Cooge, C-U-G, and he, and he just goes and reviews all these restaurants in Staten Island or sandwich shops in Staten Island, Brooklyn, New York, everywhere, and he always and he ends his tag with uh, take care brush your hair so which is an old Italian <laughs> so everybody used to say my uncles used to say it so it's awesome it was he's great he's funny he's too he, he is makes, very he funny I, I mean I, he might be in college I don't know but he, he my son uh, my son knew about him and sent it to me so it was really good I guess the guy wants to be a comedian I tried to get him on the show but he said I don't really know anything about sports I said well that's kind of not good you know <laughs> we can pretend to talk sports with him and just talk food if you want you yeah, know we can I mean, get we creative can, restaurant review yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> I know and you got Felica on him as well everybody you're spreading the word he, he, he owes you um, oh, yeah. I mean, I loved it. Felica's, I didn't know Felica was on him. I mean, I look, I, I can honestly say I check his feed every single – because I, I crack up. I mean, he's hilarious, you know, and, and he's got me laughing, and he's so authentic in what he does, and it, it just makes it he's great. He's got over 400,000 followers, so he's, he's getting popular. Hey, Michael, I mentioned – and I just wanted to get your take on this one. It's a, a 7-10 matchup with Davidson and Michigan State. Yeah. Here's the one thing about Davidson. The Wildcats, they're not going to be phased by Michigan State. And no, while no, not at all. And McKillop, I don't, I've never, it's kind of like that old Princeton offense. I, I've never seen ball movement. When you watch Davidson and McKillop team play, the ball movement's out of control. And it's not just about bombing away from three. They can, they can, but they're just so, they always get an open shot. They're among the most accurate teams in the country from the outside. Now, Michigan State isn't going to be a problem from three, but what Michigan State can do is they're bearish guarding the three. So I yeah. think it's an interesting matchup, and you can tell, I mean, this is a big-time program in Michigan State and Tom Izzo, but the respect that is there for Davidson in the betting market here. 
look, you, you run out to that three-point line, the way they space the court, and this is what we talk about all the time, whether we're talking about NFL football or NC2A college basketball, we always talk about that word spacing. How can we open up the field for a, for a player? The Raiders, by getting Devontae Adams now on the outside, helps Hunter Renfro and Waller because their whole passing game last year was all inside the numbers. They had no one really on the outside part of the field, especially when Ruggs uh, got cut from the team. Same thing in basketball. When you can force people to defend the three and you're running this backdoor cut type of offense, the court becomes wider. And I think that's what we see with Davidson. They're really well coached. They're fundamentally sound. And they shoot the ball so effectively that the game's not going to get away from them. And I think that's really the most critical aspect. I mean, they're not going to have these lulls like we're seeing Loyola Chicago have today. And that's the problem. I totally agree. And listen, if you're in-game betting and Davidson's hitting from outside, they're 24-1 and when they hit 45% or better. So, again, if you're watching the game and Davidson is Oh, pardon me, I'm just interrupting myself because Jacksonville State is hanging with Auburn. I'm sure you see it. Uh, yeah. It's 28-24, 3.52 to play. It very much has a feel with what we saw with the Gonzaga and Georgia State last night. No doubt. I mean, look, a lot of people I talked to today thought that Jacksonville State had a really good chance offensively because they're so proficient. And Auburn, in, in their inconsistencies within the game. You know, and I think that's ultimately what we see. They're down for Jacksonville State. But the one thing is, I think we have to really understand this. The longer the game goes, the talent starts to take over. And like Coach Godfrey said, once we saw, you know, once once they you lose a player because of foul trouble, you know, what happened to Georgia State yesterday, they lost their big guy, and all of a sudden it all falls. They don't have enough depth. That's the problem. These smaller schools don't have enough depth. That's why, you know, St. Peter's was so good. Good yesterday, being able to, to 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 maintain that and get into overtime with a great Kentucky team. Yeah, uh, totally. Hey, quickly, let's shift to. I want to get into this Houston matchup just because, you know, it's it's in a contrast to style with UAB and Houston today. This number open eight and a half with Houston. It's still eight and a half, as you know, Michael Lombardi, Thomas Gable loves this Houston team. This is yep. very much a contrast in styles because UAB is a very fun basketball team to watch. Houston is not. Houston is it's a plotting team. They play great defense, but here's what they do have: whether it's Edwards or Moore or she, they have a backcourt that can get it done. It's not Sasser from last year, but they have a backcourt that can get it done in Houston. Yep, and look, Walker is the best player in the conference for UAB, and this is what knights their offense. They are really good. They shoot almost 39% from the three-point line. Their offense efficiency was the best in the conference, so they're really good. But when we look at Houston, we know Calvin Sampson's a really good defensive coach, and he's got veteran leadership. I mean, they got the formula that we like. They play great defense. They have a lot of seniors on their team or juniors, upperclassmen, and they've played together. So this is going to be the challenge, and UAB can't have a bad shooting day today. They just can't. Agreed. A lot of people think Houston was underseeded at five. I was shocked by it. I thought they were going to be a two or a three seed. Now they're a five. So this should lend itself to where Houston would be, and I think we're seeing that reflective in the line. I think a lot of people think Houston's underseeded here. Uh, I, I tend to agree with what you said. I think it, I think Fabian White in that back. I just I just think Houston's going to be too much. The Blazers they're mediocre off on defense, which is why this could turn into a lopsided affair. Houston's a very good basketball team. They've got a great coach, obviously, and Calvin Sampson. And we're I want to take a look at the total because okay, so 137 and a half down to 137. No surprise there. Like I said, it's just very much a contrast in styles. The under is seven and three in the last 10 NCAA tournament games that Houston has played. No surprise. They're going to want to slow it down. As yeah. you mentioned, a fun, good offensive UAB team that Houston's just going to try to body. Well, I mean, look, UAB wants to play tempo. They're third in their conference in playing tempo. Houston doesn't. They're 11th in their conference in playing tempo. You know, they're really good at controlling the pace of the game. Like we talked about, when you look at the brackets, you have to see the matchups. It's all matchups, whether it's basketball or football. It's all matchups. That's what you look for first. How do we match up to this team? And Houston can match up because they can control the tempo. Where UAB's got to win this game is they've got to play outside themselves. That's they've right. got to be able to play in a half court. 
Can they do that? Can they execute? Can they break down this Houston defense with their senior leadership with Edwards, White, Sheed, and all those really good players? I think that's the challenge here. You nailed it. And Houston, they're 19-7 and ATS the last 26 games on a neutral. They're 7-1 ATS their last eight games as a favorite. Again, Walker's a stud UAB, but Houston, while they're boring, I think they're just too balanced on both ends of the floor and should be a bit too much. Eight and a half. They wear you down. They, they do. Wear they you just down. grind they you. Grind it's you. attrition. They it's grind attrition. you. They yes. grind you. And he, you know what? I mean, Memphis got them twice, but they just grind you. They really do. How about Memphis? I mean, Memphis yesterday. Hey, Memphis, I don't know why scary. anything Memphis does positively surprises us. I don't know why anything they do negatively surprises <laughs> us. They a good are way truly it. the underachiever of the tournament. I mean, they can, they can play with anybody, and then they could play with nobody. I mean, that's what Memphis is. But we do know there has been past performance along the way where they have been much better during. You know, they lose to SMU and they lost in the tournament to, to Houston. But other than those games, they have been really really good and they look like they're coming together more I mean I thought when I watched them early when Georgia beat them I thought they were an AAU team I really did I thought they were just an AAU team and I think sometimes in this tournament some teams are AAU teams and they can't win you've got to be a collective team to win this tournament and that's what Memphis started to do look we had you know I don't know what whether it was coach Williams or, or uh, Tom Pender but I think it was coach Williams said it Pound for pound, they're one of the most talented teams in the country. There's no doubt. They're five against anybody else's five stacks up. How they play together is the difference. Oh, I mean, they've got lottery picks on that team. They, here's the thing. Anthony Hardaway kind of figuring his way, but I thought you brought up a great point yesterday. Did you see how involved Larry Brown is during the oh, game? Oh, yeah. He's I, off, I, I mean, like, he's off I, the bench. I watched the... I watch the coaches as much as I watch the players when I can get the angle. Like I said, when, when I saw Musselman take Note out, I, I knew what he was doing. You know, and, and, and so I watch the coaches because to me, that's really what they're giving you the idea about what's going on in the game. And I watch Coach Brown, and Coach Brown was into it, and he knows the players are listening to him. That's the key. They're hearing what he has to say. They're just not listening. He, I couldn't believe it. Uh, uh, Larry Brown, I thought he was going to push Anthony Hardaway out of the way. I mean, he was so... Oh, he, hey, look, Anthony Hardaway should just let him go. He's the best coach of he's, all. He, he really uh, is. I mean, he, he's the, I mean, I wrote about a little bit about him today in my book. I mean, he is... When he says we got to play the right way, no one knows the right way better than Coach Brown. And they beat Boise State, very balanced team, by 12. Convincingly. While, while turning the ball over 15 times. This is a yeah. scary Memphis team, man. Very scary. No like you said, not surprised when they do something great. Equally not surprised when they fall apart. That's Memphis. Wes Reynolds is joining us next right here on the Lombardi line. By the way, that halftime score, Illinois, Chicago, and uh, Ohio State, 23-18. Yikes. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Express Bet First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 and you'll receive $10 instantly and up to $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details and use the bonus code Vegas1000. Okay, having a ton of fun today. It's that Friday NCAA tournament. You can see behind me, the book is jacked here at the South Point. You can obviously hear with Michael Lombardi there. And I got to yeah, give my man we don't credit. Have a hot dog cart. We don't have a hot dog cart here, but you do. I bet that hot dog <laughs> cart's busy over there. I, yes, it is. There's a line out yeah. the door. And oh, I, I got to give you credit. You got those noise canceling headphones, but it is loud they're there. Good. I mean, they're really good. I can't, you know, and I'm deaf in one ear, so I, I can't, you know, they're really good. My man, Justin and, and uh, and everybody here, Ryan, everybody's done a great job. We're good. It's It's been awesome. And the vibe, I mean, I wish the game's a little better. Auburn did exactly what great teams do. They That's control right. the middle eight, right? They had that rally at the end of the half, and now they've got Jacksonville on the rope. 39-27 at the break. Auburn up. We're coming out just a minute and a half in. 25-18, Ohio State leads Loyola Chicago. Wes Reynolds joins us now, our good buddy. He's going to be on the edge with Matt Humans later today here on VSIN. We say, what's up, Wes? Wes? Why don't we start here before we get to your plays? Just a synopsis of yesterday. What really stood out to you? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the St. Peter's upset over Kentucky, and, and that's what you see in the NCAA tournament. You see teams get tight in pressure situations. I thought Kentucky absolutely got tight yesterday. San Diego State in that same window, they got tight against Creighton, ended up losing in overtime. But in terms of the team, if I was going to say, okay, what team on day one do I think was the most impressive? And keep in mind, they were playing a 14 seed. I thought it was Tennessee. I thought that they were super impressive. And look, I, I feel that they can be a Final Four team. And that's the one thing that Rick Barnes has never done in his career, where he's won pretty much everywhere he's been, but he's never made it to the Final Four. So I thought Tennessee was super impressive yesterday. I think when you look at that East region, especially down at the bottom, because I think it's pretty stacked at the top where Baylor, North Carolina, St. Mary's, or UCLA could advance to the Sweet 16 and beyond. But I think the team that was the big winner yesterday that did not play was Purdue. Because now you see Kentucky get knocked out. And if you handle your business against Yale, that's going to tip off in about a half hour. You get likely Texas or Virginia Tech. You're looking at maybe Murray State or St. Peter's in the Sweet 16. Yep. So that draw actually at the bottom in the East really opened up for Purdue. Murray no State's doubt. no joke. And Murray State's no joke. They're, they're, they'll no. beat you up. Michael, you saw last night. That's a big yeah. team, Murray State. They're, they're built, man. No doubt. But I think Wes makes a great point. You know, when you watch, as a coach, when you watch another team get upset, a blue blood, a number two seed get beat, all of a sudden your players now have their, you have your players' attention. You no longer have to pump up yep. the team you're going to play. You know, because now everybody's scared to death. They don't want to be in the same boat as Kentucky. So, they're, you know, like they're paying attention. And look, we know Yale has struggled against A-level competition, whether it's St. Mary's or, or, or anyone else that they played along the schedule. Alabama, but I, I think this is where, you know, where Purdue gets an opportunity to say, okay, here we go. Let's make sure we don't stub our toe a little bit here. And, and I'm with you, Wes. I think Tennessee, I didn't pick them in my final four only because I worry about them getting overconfident. But to me, they are one of the most talented teams I watched all year. Yeah, they, they've been incredible. And how about this, Wes? You just mentioned Texas, so let's talk about this. Virginia Tech, obviously everybody's betting them. The momentum is squarely in their corner against a Texas team that doesn't necessarily have the go-to scorer but are tremendous defensively. You're going to go Texas here. Everybody's betting Virginia Tech. It's one and a half Texas's way. What's your breakdown here? Well, and I think, guys, it's one of those hot team type of angles. And look, Virginia Tech is capable of winning this game, and the spread indicates uh, just that. And Mike Young is an excellent coach. I remember him at Wofford, yep. got that team in the tournament a lot. So this is a capable team. But when you win that conference tournament, I think everybody kind of wants to bet these teams that because they're the hot team. And you kind of saw two hot teams uh, match up yesterday. It was Richmond and Iowa. Richmond won four four games in four days. Iowa won the Big Ten tournament. They had been hot for like over a month. And then you get that one game where you can't make shots and that just happened to happen to Iowa yesterday. But maybe Chris Beard's going to get his guy's attention. This was kind of a hodgepodge team because he took over this year. So a lot of transfers and trying to get them to play together. I know he kind of called them out toward the end of the regular season. They had an early exit in the Big 12 tournament. So they look really vulnerable but I'm just going to go against Virginia Tech here in terms of the hot team. And one thing to notice, too, about the Big 12, and you've seen it not only in the NCAA tournament, but also the NIT. And one example was Oklahoma over Missouri State the other night. When these Big 12 teams get out of conference, because they play some of the best defenses in the country. I mean, Baylor's outstanding. Texas Tech is outstanding. Kansas is outstanding. You look at all the metrics, whether it's Haslam metrics or Ken Palm or Bartorovic, you see a lot of big 12 teams up there at the top yep. in terms of defense so I think when these big 12 teams are going to step out and play a team from a different conference I think that they're going to find it's going to be easier for them to score buckets I like the Longhorns you know, I, I can't disagree with what you said. I, I think there is something to the pedigree of what you play and how you play. And I think the Big 12 doesn't get enough recognition, you know, in terms of we know it's a really great conference, but that's a battle every week. And, you know, you take some, I mean, we got this Big 10 that people think is the greatest conference of all time. And yet we know, you know, the ACC wasn't very good, yet they beat Rutgers to get in in Notre Dame. So I, I think you're really dead on on that one, Wes. 
Wes, would you, if you were setting the number, just the Wes Reynolds number, would you favor Davidson over Michigan State? I don't know if I'd favor him. I did play him today. I played him at plus two earlier in the week. It's now one, even some pick him out there. Michigan State, if you watch them, and Michael made a great point about the Big Ten, which, you know, is good, but they weren't the best conference in America this year. And I'm a Big Ten homer, being an Indiana guy. But Michigan State, if you really watch them, they struggle to guard off ball screens. And Davidson and Bob McKillop, who's one of the best X's and O's guys in all college basketball, they're going to run a ton of motion. Yep. They're going to run a ton of cutters, a ton of ball screen action, and off the ball screen action for that matter. And I think Michigan State really struggles to guard that. Of course, this is the uh, Foster Lawyer Bowl. Foster Lawyer, the guard from Davidson, <laughs> used to be a part of the Michigan State roster. His brother uh, is committed to Purdue for next year as well. So I do like Davidson here. I'm going to trust Bob McKillop in this spot. Okay, Wes, the next one up, oh, we, Michael and I haven't discussed this matchup with Duke uh, and Fullerton. Yeah. We got Duke opening 17 and a half up to 18 and a half here, Wes. What do you got on this matchup? Yeah, guys, I usually don't like to lay a lot of big favorites in the NCAA tournament, and certainly St. Peter's proved why you don't always like to do that because you can get got at any time. But I, I just think Duke is going to roll here. I think maybe this is a refocus time for these guys. They got beat on Coach K's final day in Durham, the final home game by Carolina. They really never looked impressive in the ACC tournament, despite the fact that they made the final. They really do struggle to struggle to guard, I think, and really struggle to guard on the ball. But they've got they've got a ton of talent. I think that maybe they could come together. I just think Fullerton is going to get overwhelmed. Maybe they hang in for about the first. 10 to 15 minutes and all of a sudden Duke goes on a late run kind of like what you saw with Auburn against Jacksonville State here in the early game yeah but I, I agree with you Wes I mean Fullerton doesn't shoot the three well enough to kind of make up for what right. they're going to lose defensively against a great Duke offensive team that's uh, it. it's like Wes said, sometimes it's you get those wake-up matchups, and I, I I would agree there. Colgate, Wisconsin. I, I know you're on Colgate here catching the seven and a hook. Yeah, and this is kind of a popular underdog, which always worries you a little bit in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. But if you look at Colgate last year, a lot of people were picking them to beat Arkansas in the first round. And when you saw that game, Arkansas ended up winning by 15. Arkansas just overwhelmed Colgate athletically. I don't think Wisconsin is necessarily going to be able to do that, where they're going to really just overwhelm them athletically. If you look at Wisconsin, they're a good team, but it's kind of like, they're just like an okay team with a really great player in Johnny Davis. And look, he could go off today and put Colgate away. But I thought eight was a big number. This is a team, Colgate, that, you know, early on in the season, they really struggled. I think at one point they were like four and ten or somewhere around there. And then they got on a roll in the Patriot League. Step up in class here to play Wisconsin. But I don't think Colgate is going to necessarily get out-athleted or out-toughed or out-smarted here in this matchup. As Stephen Bond just said, they're located in Hamilton, New York. There's nothing but Colgate and cows, so maybe they'll be ready. Maybe they'll be ready to go. Wes Reynolds coming up later today a great job, on Wes. the Edge. Wes, great job, man. Good luck today. Thank, Thank you, Wes. Bell. Appreciate you. Col Colgate, uh, cows. Have you been to Hamilton, New York, Michael? I have. Lombardi? Yeah, I have been. It's cold up there. It is. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This is, you know, uh, Stephen Bond is right. Stephen Bond knows cold now. You know, it's, yeah. it, it, it's not, it, it, it's not, uh, it, it's not mince cold, but it's cold. The higher seeds pulling away. Well, pulling away is a 10-point lead yeah. for Ohio State right now. About 14 to play there in the second half. And as you mentioned, Jacksonville State was hanging around, but Auburn at middle eight, 39-27 at the break. We continue the next one up, Montana State and Texas Tech. Coming up in about five minutes, Josh Applebaum next here at Lombardi Line. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. 
United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, so with your credit card, you got the loyalty program and rewards. Well, BetMGM's hooking you up as well. Reward points, redeemable, online bonuses converted into comps at MGM Resorts nationwide. It's a great loyalty program. Exclusive offers, including great experiences. Again, at Across the nation, MGM Resorts properties located here in Las Vegas, of course, where you can redeem the points. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. And if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. Michael Lombardi out there at the Borgata, Atlantic City. And Patrick Maher live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. We've got a bunch of luminaries, all management running around here. We've got Goulet, we've got Rogers, so it must be an important day. And we were able to track down one Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the pod. Betting across America today from Mandalay Bay. I think it was a late night for Josh, so it's nice of him to join us. Hey, buddy. Yeah, there was a question whether or not to get down here today, so uh, we made it. You know, you VM ended up covering the spread. I was, you know, sweating the game with Derek Van Nostrand, our colleague. He said, win the game, win the game. I'm like, we just got the plus five. Just keep it four or less. UVM got it done. And uh, I'm excited about today, Patrick. A lot of great games to talk about. Yeah, and we'll get into those. Did you watch? Well, that's the dumbest question ever. Watching the (laughs) Muss bus there up in Buffalo. Hey, did you see Muss? In Arkansas, do you see him with all the, like, he had the Bills jersey on one day, the Sabres (laughs) jersey? He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he went over today, spent some time with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. You know, he got kind of all, kind of got got his tour going. He's, I'm sure he's eating a bunch of wings. He's got, look, he's got to get back to it. I mean, that 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 New Mexico State ball club that he's going to face is going to be a challenge for him. It'll challenge his defense, and it'll be a fun game to watch. There's no doubt. Market update for us from yesterday. Takeaways, ATS, totals. What, what did you get from yesterday, Josh? Yeah, so I think obviously the big story yesterday was all these, you know, big favorites losing, you know, Kentucky who if you're looking at a contrarian bracket where your third best odds to win it all, they're done. Obviously, UConn loses. Obviously, Iowa, you know, Richmond with the big upset there. But I'm going to go from a different betting angle. Patrick, I was doing some, digging some uh, into some of these numbers here. You have favorites 13-7 and seven against the spread so far. Remember, they actually started 9-0 and ATS. Yep. But here's the thing. If you look at line movement, you know, I'm, I'm a kind of guy who really looks at, you know, where's the market moving? If you look at just all teams in the NCAA tournament with at least a half point of line movement in their favor, they are now 14-3 and three against the spread. 
said, 82%. So whether that's UVM going, you know, plus five and a half to plus five, a favorite going minus five to, you know, minus five and a half, just this very simple line movement system, wherever the line's going, those teams taking in the line movement are 14 and three against the spread. If the line's going away from you, which I actually kind of like inflated dogs this time yeah. of year, they're only three and 14 against the spread. So again, it takes respected money to move numbers and where these half point or more line moves are going, these teams again are covering 82% clip. There'll be some aggression, but that's really notable to me. That is very notable. How about a matchup you and I haven't discussed, Michael? It's tipping off right around 10 o'clock your time tonight, yeah. but it's the 8-9 matchup with TCU and Seton Hall. It's a tremendous, I want to get your take on it, Josh. First, set us up on the number and your angle on this one. So my angle is a fade the trendy dog play. I actually like Seton Hall here. I've been going back and forth on this game throughout the week. It's been kind of a one, you know, TCU minus one, Seton Hall minus one. This reminds me a lot, this late movement of kind of Providence yesterday. Remember Providence kind of bottomed out at like a two. They got hit late up to, you know, three. Seton Hall, you know, they were a pick them yesterday. They were getting a point. Woke up today, they flipped to minus one. Some shops are minus one and a half. And here's the contrarian angle. They're only getting 33% of bets. So anytime you give me a super unpopular team, a contrarian favorite this time of year, I'll take it every time. Texas would also match this system, but give me Seton Hall and the money line, guys. Both teams, Michael, playing pretty well coming into the tournament. What's your take here, TCU yeah. Seton Hall? You know, you know, TC, you know, I, I thought Seton Hall would have gone a little further in, in, in their own Big East tournament because I thought they had the credentials. And then uh, UConn, to me, UConn's one of those teams that was so inconsistent. Yeah. You know, they, they show you, like, you thought for sure UConn was going to be a top 10 team, a top Final Four team, or at least a Sweet 16 team, but they weren't able to do it. I, I think Seton Hall, clearly, they, they've got to be able to, to have one of their better shooting days. I mean, this is the concern. Offensively, they go into the tank a little mm -hmm. bit, and they don't shoot the ball as well as you would like consistently from the two-point line. They're more effective in the three-point line than they are in the two-point line per percentages. And their defense is just middle of the pack. I, I think the way TCU ended the season, I'm surprised they're not getting bet more because they were playing good at the end of the year. Well put. Uh, Seton Hall, a good defensive team, but they've got plenty of guys that can hit from deep. As a team, they're averaging, what, 35% from deep. Jameer Harris is tremendous. I... That, that to me, that in which way did you lean, Josh, on that one? Seton Hall, okay. like the late move there. And also, uh, you guys mentioned these great defensive teams. There's a lot of under money coming in on this total. It opened at a really low 130. It's down to 128 1.5. 56% of bets, but almost 70% of money is on this under. And you have seen Seton Hall 20 and 11 to the under this year. TCU uh, on a good under run as well. I'd lean under than this. And in this Seton Hall is just so big. Like they, they, they got a couple of seven footers. I don't think they got anybody on the team under 6-2. Willard's got a big team. It's a very good matchup because TCU down the stretch, Jamie Dixon's squad was playing very well. They oh. really were. They, I mean, in a, in a great tournament. I mean, I, I think really what you're saying here is do you like the, you know, the Big 12, the way they played in the Big 12 as it relates to how Seton Hall played in yep. the Big East. I think that's a factor you've got to consider. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Notre Dame, I mentioned the Notre Dame travel spot with the first four in, yeah. Michael. They go Dayton. They fly all the way to San Diego. And uh, I was, Michael does a spot down in D.C. on the local station there. I was listening to them, Michael, and Mike Bray actually texted one of the hosts, and he said, we got in at 344 in the morning. So Notre Dame is in a tough spot as far as travel here. Notre Dame, Alabama. Bama, who is a fade. I mean, they have just been playing awful down the stretch, but they're laying four here, Josh. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Notre Dame plus the points in this one, Patrick, and I think there's a big, you know, discrepancy, the spot that Notre Dame's in today versus, you look at uh, Indiana and St. Mary's yesterday. Indiana was playing their fifth game in seven days. We all remember Notre Dame, that double overtime win. I was flying out to here to Vegas, I was sweating it on the plane. Yeah, you but, won that. Yeah, it was, which was great, and I'm going to ride them again because, number one, this isn't an automatic rest versus tired spot. Yes, Notre Dame played the first four matchup, but prior to that, they hadn't played in since, since the 10th. So it's not like a five games in seven days. It's only their second game in seven days. So I would kind of eliminate kind of that tired angle. It doesn't apply like Indiana yesterday. And this is kind of a line freeze, guys. You're getting about 60% of bets on Alabama. The line opened Bama lane four. It stayed minus four. Why isn't this gone up to five or six? Tells me liability Notre Dame. Ken Palm only has Notre Dame losing by two points. So I'll take the plus four with the Irish. You know, it's interesting. This is, this is the one game that, you know, when I get to the book here early, there's a few 
you know, really heavy bettors that bet games in this book uh, on a consistent basis, particularly in college basketball. This is the one game they're heavy on. They are heavy, heavy, heavy on Alabama today. They, I mean, I think Thomas will have strong liability against Notre Dame, and I think it's because of the rest. I think it's because of the matchup. I know Alabama hasn't played well. It doesn't make any sense why you would play Alabama. They've lost three in a row. Notre Dame's coming off a great win, but I was told by this one this one sharp better that, you know, look, we just, our numbers say it's Alabama all the way. And I think they're getting a lot of money here on Alabama in this book. Here's one. I'm going to throw you both a curveball. We haven't touched on it a ton. It's a 6-11 matchup. Who knows what to expect from LSU, Michael? What we do yeah, know. that's a hard one for me. I mean, me. these are wow. two defensive juggernauts. I mean, these adjusted uh, efficiency-wise are great teams defensively. You know, before, Josh, you answer, I, I felt like watching the Southeast Conference tournament and seeing LSU in that tournament, they did not look like anything I'd seen when they played Arkansas down to the wire or when they've beaten some really good Southeast Conference teams. They look disheveled, and that's putting it polite. And I don't know if Wade's removal will lift that disheveledness away from them because they did not look like the same team. They're very talented. They're very athletic. I think this is a hard one. Like Mark Gottfried said, this is a hard one to predict because I just don't know how they'll play in this game. Impo I don't think anybody does, really. I agree. And it's impossible, Michael, not to have an emotional impact when Will Wade, who, who recruited these kids, he's got a good relationship with the kids, and now all of a sudden he's not there. Whether it buoys them or completely buries them, it's going to have an impact. No doubt. And I mean, like, you know, and you could just see, you know, we were making fun of Will Wade, how Musselman was in his head in the last game when Arkansas beat him. But now that, it, that you look back and he got fired, you know what was going on. I mean, it was a desperation reaction more than it was somebody was in his head. No surprise, the total is low. However, a surprise, it opened 124, been bet up to 129-ish. Yeah, that's definitely surprising, Patrick. So, again, we actually have uh, overs 13-7 and seven as well, so both favorites and overs. I can't play this over, though, you know, two, uh, especially with Iowa State. Good defense, very slow pace. I'd actually look at maybe an inflated under spot here. If you can find an under 129, Ken Palm's got a 125. Guys, I don't love it. Iowa State has really struggled on the stretch, but i got to take Iowa State in the points here. They opened up getting four and a half. Now they're down to four. Some shots are juiced up like they're even going down to three and a half so you actually have Ken Palm only losing by three in this game and again you're at you're definitely buying low they haven't played well the Cyclones but the line is moving and again we start off Patrick teams with line movement at least half point 14 and three against the spread so far and Josh you and Pritch are going to be out at Mandalay Bay today oh yeah we'll be there betting across America Mandalay Bay Michael you got a minute uh, on the way out what do you got for me well, you know, I, I think this is going to be a fun day. I, I'm anxious to really watch this Alabama-Notre Dame game to talk about that, you know, because there's so much action here uh, about that game. And, look, I don't think, to me, the one thing about Kentucky taking one for the team and the upset, I don't know if we'll see one of those high seed get upset. I'd be shocked if that happened. I think the coaches will have their way. And let's not forget, coaching matters come this tournament. Michael, give me a play. Virginia Tech, Texas. Texas, one and a half. What do you got? I'm going to take Virginia Tech. I like Virginia Tech. I'm going to fall for that one. I, I hate I going against the Big 12. I hate going against – I think the Big 12 is what you have to play. I really do. But I'm going to take Virginia Tech. Enjoy the action, Michael. I'll see you tomorrow morning bright and early. Thank you, Patrick. Okay. Spreading across America, Mandalay Bay. Next, odds on from Circa. It's in the Esports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah. I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah. It was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 